Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as, I'm pumped for 2015, listen to Husey and Kate on Kiss and Mix and 4 till 6pm. Catch me on the AFL footy show. Click on httpdavehughes.com.au for live ticks. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words, in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Dave Hughes. Hey, buddy. Thanks G'day, for, Hughesy. Thanks for having me. Look, it's great to have you here in social settings. How do you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Dave. Yes? Yeah. Do that's... many people call you Dave these days? Uh, do they? Oh, look, it's, 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 it's probably... If... No, seventy thirty. You know, thirty percent Dave, seventy percent Husey. So yeah, but I call myself. You can't really call yourself Husey. I mean, you can, but on the radio, Kay wants me to introduce myself to people as Husey, so thinks it's less confusing. But, so I do sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. Dave's fine. Is the the Husey character something that is? Uh, authentic to you, or is it, is it a hyper real Dave that we see on stage? We hear uh, on the look, radio? I suppose it's hyper real, but you know, you hope that most of it comes from a truthful place. You know, that's obviously mm-hmm. the uh, you know. I mean, you love you love your comedy when it's truthful. I love my comedy when it's truthful. So you know, you want to think that you're uh, the person's telling you a true stories, yeah, even if they're exaggerated or the punchlines, you know, made up. But yeah, mm-hmm. you want it to come from a, a place of truth. How important is authenticity for you? It's pretty important, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's really important, actually. So, yeah, I mean, you want to be honest and hope your your honesty, you know, resonates with people. And how do you active, actively try and be authentically Dave? Well, just by not bullshitting myself mm-hmm. or other people, you know. And, you know, it's, it's the, the more you can try to cast your ego aside and just tell stories that, are true and may look paint you in a negative picture, but still they're real stories. You know, I think the more people appreciate it. You work in two industries that are super ego driven. It must be really hard to set your ego aside sometimes, or even yeah. you know, in searching for those real oh, moments. But the more you do set it aside, the more relaxing your life is. You know, and I think mm. I'm, I think I'm, I mean we're always in a constant battle to get better, but I, I reckon I'm I am getting better where I'm able just to sort of let things wash over me and not get offended and not worry about what people say and sort of see the the humour and everything that is said. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting better at it, I reckon. Yeah. So I'm not, not holding on to grudges or, mm. yeah, dwelling on negativity. Did mm. you used to? Yeah, absolutely. More, yeah, I mean... Obviously not too much, but I used to, yeah, more and more, a lot more than I do now. So, mm. which is, which is bloody exhausting, you know, when you, yes, sort of, you know, remembering a bad review you had four years ago. <laughs> 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 it doesn't help, you know. It doesn't help your life. So, yeah. Well, I can imagine, Ron. In in normal life, we all get criticised for various things, mm. various reasons. You know, whether it's it's professional reviews, you know, at work or yeah, yeah. You know, your partner's telling you, you really should put the toilet yes, seat down, yes. something, something. But when it's a printed criticism, which you always yeah, it can be really tough. Well, it always you'd thought thought it was the worst. I tell you what, was the, 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 when you're first starting out in TV or radio. You'd open the the newspaper, and the letters to the editor sec- section would have a letter, <laughs> basically saying that you were a waste of space, oh. and you know, 
And you're like, well, I mean, what really? You know, like Barry from Echuca has just just knifed you and, you, Thanks, and made you really angry. Mm. And, um, and you think, oh, my God, they print a million copies of this paper. <laughs> oh, God, has Mum seen this? <laughs> you know, and so, now it's online. Yeah, well, exactly. It lives forever. Mm. So, But, yeah, I think online's actually helped because... So much stuff is online, that, and, you, and so much criticism comes your way online that it, it actually you become. You, I think everyone you become immune to it because mm-hmm. there's so much of it that you know everyone has an opinion and everyone can publish their opinions via social media. That yeah, all of a sudden they lose their power. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I think in a way, social media actually has certainly thickened my skin and made it easier to cop criticism. In fact, it's. Do you find that it's a deflection when that criticism comes from social media or it's just, no, I don't, I can handle that, I don't need to listen to it, block? I don't block, I never block because that, because they can see you block them. <laughs> I mute, mute is the best one. Yeah. So they can slag you off as much as they like and you never see it. And they so still they think, must they're they're must still think, following they you. They must think, Jesus, this guy's tough. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't bitten, he hasn't blocked me. Superhero. Yeah, he's a superhero and really I just don't see it, so yeah. In, in a radio context, because, you know, you come off the show, there's inevitable, either that evening or next morning there's meetings, how the show went, instant feedback from PDs and yeah, producers. Yeah, we don't have those meetings. <laughs> so I swear to God, we don't. And we Is don't. that because you and Kate, uh, your on-air partner, have just been doing it for so long that we know what works, we I know what doesn't? I think so, yeah. I, you know, and we sort of, their latest... Um, Incarnation on the ARN, on ARN, you know, they knew what they were getting, so they're not going to bother ch- trying to change us, you know. That's a pretty privileged position yeah, it to be is, in. But yeah, I mean, we've worked together for a long time, so yeah, so I mean, that is. Get it in the contract? Well, yeah. No yeah, meetings? Well, it's not in the contract, but no one's bothered with a meeting, so I mean, as long as we don't rave on for too long and they get enough songs in, I think. <laughs> what, happen, what happens in between, you know, <laughs> is our business, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is great, so. Yeah, we're happy with that. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, it is what it is. It, it's a good freedom to have, to be the authentic you yeah. in a medium where lots of people want to listen to you. Well, you'd hope so, yeah. So, But, um, yeah, and again, you know, I mean, I often, you know, I used to get annoyed at advice from PDs and... But even, not that I have any advice anymore from PDs, but still, I think if I did, I wouldn't get as annoyed as I used to. Yeah. You know, I feel, I feel like I'm in a reasonably peaceful place. Which is good. Happy with that. Oh. Where do you find your peace, Dave? Mate, just kind of having the attitude that it's just... I mean, I've said this many times now, but it, it, we're all so temporary. We're all so temporary. Mm. You know, everyone around us at this cafe in 100 years won't exist. So, you know, what the hell are we worrying about? Yeah. <laughs> so you might as well just enjoy each moment because before you know it, it's all over. So, yeah. That's where that's I, th- I think that's where, I hope that's where my peace comes from. Uh, don't sweat the big stuff, huh? Don't sweat anything. None, <laughs> none of it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do really well, Dave? I think I do comedy really, really well. Yeah, yeah. I really do think that. I suppose I should think that. Um, <laughs> Someone's got to think that. Yes, exactly. So that's my main focus. My only hobby now. I used to. I used to play bloody bit of golf and tennis and stuff, but that's all gone by the wayside. So now I just basically do comedy and, you know, hopefully be a good husband and father. So, yeah, they're my three things. And, yeah, 
watch sport. So, there's, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, so I don't know what the order is, but it's comedy. No, let's say it's family, it's relationship, family, comedy, sport. I, yep. let's, I hope it's in that order. My wife would probably say it's not in that order. She'd probably say it's comedy, sport. <laughs> and then the family comes after that, and I hope she's wrong. Isn't that where you remind her, honey, that that first thing is where, you know, it pays for the fuel, it pays for the electricity? Well, I know. I, I say to her often, because I am a workaholic, there's absolutely no doubt about that. And, you know, and she, I say, honey, I'm just making a hay while the sun shines, and she says, we've got enough hay, you know. <laughs> she reckons the barn's full. But, I mean, that's... Build another barn. Build another barn. And, you know, I mean, I have really made some poor investment decisions, so that keeps me working as well, you know. <laughs> the stock market's just been disappointing. It has been. It's really disappointing, right? BHP, you know what's happened to them? I do, intimately, they were, they were because the... I work with them a lot. I do, yeah, they were the big... That's... that's Anyway, let's not talk about the stock market, but this is not a stock market podcast. It's fair to say that, yes, my investment decisions have helped me keep working over the years, but I wouldn't keep working anyway because I love it. I love love comedy. So you'll be out there treading the boards as long as you can stand up? I really will be. I just, I will, yeah, I'll one day be, I imagine, in a nursing home just trying to organise gigs in the the lunchroom. (laughs) You know, so... Yeah, I love it. Just getting a taxi to pick up in the wheelchair. Yeah, going exactly. Going to a gig tonight down the SB. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Yes. I'll be, yeah, I'll be doing, yeah, jokes about, you know, not being able to wee and stuff because of, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Life will always be funny. And that's yeah. the thing. Life never stops being funny. You can stop seeing it if you want to, but, you know, no matter what position you are, there's there's comedy to be had because it's com- the whole thing's completely ridiculous. <laughs> uh. What happens for you in those moments when life is very serious, where you've got to be on your game about solving something, whether it's relationship, family, work, whatever, whatever? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I hopefully I step up to the mark when I have to be serious. So, you know, I think so. I mean, I try to uh, minimise the serious moments, mm. and sometimes they're obviously unavoidable. And, yeah, I mean, I hope I do the right thing when I'm in those moments. Mm, I haven't had many for a while, which is good. <laughs> it always <laughs> helps. <laughs> Where's the line between public and private for you? It's not much. It's pretty blurred. I mean, I've whatever my wife can handle, basically. So <laughs> I try to, um, you know, make sure that she doesn't want to stab me when I get home. So that's the main thing. So she set you up good and proper in return a couple of times, though. Oh, she's. She? I mean, often, you know. Whenever I drop the C-bomb in my uh, act, it's basically because she's called me a cunt. You know, I don't know if I can say that, but you can beep it out if you want to. But, um, yeah, so... And I try to explain to the audience, sometimes who aren't happy to hear it, that she actually said that to me. I wouldn't use that language, but she said it to me. So, you know... And I don't know. They don't really... I don't know whether they believe it or not, but, um, yeah, so my wife is very uh, witty, and uh, her uh, put-downs or her... um, Aggressive attacks towards me generally make it into into the show, which yeah. is so I, you know, good on her. And she and she's produced three children, which uh, are often making into the show. Just humiliating moments, including one today where I was in the the spa with my um, three kids in the, at the hotel. Mm. We're staying in Brisbane here in Brisbane, and my two-year-old looked at me and she's on my lap and said, "Dad, you've got boobies just like mummy." Oh. And I was like, and it's like you know, all right. And I'm trying to think, well, not really. Hers are bigger. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, but I've... Um, <laughs> so, anyway, good on them. Good on them for their honesty. I'll, and I'll probably talk about it on the show tonight. So, you know, so it's good. Uh, are you finding that, uh, you know, the, the stuff around your family is something that, particularly as your kids age... Um, that you need to be more guarded about saying, oh, such and such did this, or my Yeah, that. I, I wonder, yeah, I mean, they're at the age now where it's not such an issue, but yeah, I mean, I wonder, there could be a time where, you know, Raf Googles his name, or, and then puts his name into YouTube, and then some routine comes up where Daddy was slagging him off behind his back. <laughs> so, um, at the moment, I'm able to explain the jokes I do about them and that, you know, it's funny and stuff. Mm. And they sort of appreciate it at the moment. But, yeah, I mean, who knows when that could change. Perhaps first romantic partner may not be yeah. part of the show. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, so there's a... Yeah, I haven't had to cross those bridges yet, but mm. um, I'll try. I'm really, I'm really trying to instill in my kids the comedy of life and that yeah. they shouldn't take it seriously and they are just you know the three of them a six year old four year old and a two year old all day like the three stooges are just constantly <laughs> taking the piss out of me and so there's a lot of laughs going on around the house so I hope they are able to laugh at themselves um, you know as well and they can to a degree but you know they especially the girls can be fickle you know don't laugh at me dad you know, so, anyway it'll be interesting doesn't that just open a gate to laugh at them more I hope so yeah well it does but yes you've got to be in no we're good at the moment it's a fun it's a bloody funny household which is great that that um, seeing the comedy and things you're trying to instill in your kids is that something your parents instilled in you or something you've developed yourself I think it's what I've developed myself I believe I mean I my father I mean liked to laugh but he could also take life very very seriously as well so you know and I don't want to do that. I, yeah. I don't want to take life too seriously, so I'm really trying not to. Um, so yeah, I um, yeah, it's something that uh, my mother has a good sense of humour, but she's uh, she can be uh, she's a, a stoic sort of figure um, mm. sometimes. But uh, yeah, so but I yeah, I really want my kids to laugh at life. Yeah. Mm. Given that so much of your life appears to be public, I appreciate you, yeah, know, you keep yeah. things private. How do you um, address, uh, like, uh, after a gig, someone's like, hey, Husey's great to see you, we love the gig, you're wonderful, and then they might launch into a conversation about stuff that they've assumed about you because of what you've shared yeah, publicly yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. necessarily either correct or kosher. How do you deal with that? Oh, right, so where people well, hit me with opinions or hit me with um, their own stories. Or... Yeah, a bit of both. You know, they might assume that you think this because you've made a joke about something yeah, that misinterpreted Yeah, look, it doesn't really happen much, to be honest. I don't get a lot of um, people coming at me with strong opinions about certain things, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I hardly ever, in fact. So, But they might want to share themselves with me, which I'm you're happy to hear their stories, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not... Oh, yeah, I'm not... I'm really trying to avoid getting into it, any um, heated arguments with people after shows. So yeah, so but thankfully, there's no, I'm, it's very rarely is anything said to me that I have to really disagree with. So, which is good. But I, I would disagree if I had to. But then just walk away, hopefully. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's it's yeah, Husey is everyone's mate, isn't that's the well yeah I mean the you, broad opinion. Well yeah, I mean people often just follow me down the street and just keep chatting to me. So <laughs> I happened on the way here actually. I said I asked well some guy said, Hey, let's get a photo like yeah, all right, let's get a photo, that's fine. And then I said I actually said, Do you know where Chester's bakery is? And then he um 
said, yeah, and then he just basically walked me here, which was, you know, about 500 metres, but, yeah, he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm happy to talk to people. I'm often walking down the street with people like they were our friends. Often guys who are just out of jail were really happy to talk to me. <laughs> happy to talk to me like I've been, you know, riding to them in jail. Yeah. So Where can I get some gear, Hughes? Well, they just sort of say, you know, I just got out of jail. And I go, oh, God, all right. And I'm always too scared to say, yeah, what was, why were you in there? <laughs> just don't want to know why they're in there. It could be know. white collar crimes. It <laughs> exactly. could be innocent. It was Robert, some Robin Hood situation. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to talk to people. I'm really, I'm really very approachable. Mm. Mm. Obviously, because people approach me the whole time, so, <laughs> and I don't get upset. What can't you tolerate, Dave? What can I tolerate? Um, I can't, what can't I tolerate? It's a very good question. I'm trying to be really tolerant. Mm. <laughs> so, I don't really know what I can't tolerate. What can I tolerate? Jesus. It's good that I have to think about this. The parking in Brisbane, there's no parking on the street. <laughs> it's not. What? You can't park your car anywhere around the city. It's horrible. What is wrong? I can't park. There's nowhere to park, mate. I know. Why not? What do they do? I, look, I do don't they, know. Could you used to park? I look, I normally ride a motorcycle, and I would have ridden in today if it wasn't for the weather that yes. now is perfect. Yes. Um, well, so. I was worried for you when I agreed to said to come down here, and I didn't want to move because I didn't want to have to try to find another park. <laughs> so I was hoping you'd be able to find a park around here somewhere, but they've just taken away all the parks, or maybe they never had any. Did they? No, we did, but I think there's been this weird council reversal of... No no, no, we want you to use our city cycle, hire a bicycle thing, so we're taking away the park, so you ride a bike. You cannot park anywhere, unless, I don't know, know, maybe there's big car parks around, but you certainly can't park anywhere on the street. I love street parking, I'm a real street parker. Even if I've got a pass to park in a car park, I will try to find a park on the street. Will you circle for half an hour? Well, not for half an hour, but I will really will have a good go at it. Yep. I've really, I mean, I've spent too long walking around large car parks trying to find my car. Like, that's, (laughs) it's really sad. And it's like. I can't believe that there isn't an app that helps solve that yet. There really should be. There really should be. Because it's just, it's not good. Especially, like, actually, airport's probably the worst when you're trying to find your car at an airport. But yeah, anyway, so I can't tolerate not being able to find a park on the street. Mm. It's annoying. Stuff to get angry about. Well, that's... I mean, it's just it's the little things, but you know, I'm really. I would like to get fitter as well. You yeah. know, you know, I'd like. Hey, to... man, brother. <laughs> All of that would be just great. Time just slips by, there, doesn't it? You know. Yes. Yeah. And it gets harder too. It does you, get harder because you know, you're a day. I know because your body just starts falling apart. It doesn't respond as quickly as it used to. No. To the exercise regime, you went. Oh, I need to get into those pants properly again. Mm-hmm. I'll just go for you know a little bit of exercise for a week, and I'm good to go. I know. It's I a month long thing for me now. Yeah, no. If the, it's just, it's not. Hair's growing from everywhere as well. You know, it's just. <laughs> Took a photo the other day, and someone said, "What's wrong with this picture?" And I actually had my shirt, t-shirt on backwards, and that was mm. what was wrong with the picture. But someone said, "You've got hair growing out of your ears." Oh. I'm like, "All right, well, I have. I didn't see." <laughs> That's not what I was after. Can you notice my shirt was on backwards? Because I was the picture was a selfie taken in a lift, but there was a mirror behind me. Yeah, so yeah. which I gave thought, away the neckline. Well, I thought, yeah, but I thought they'd be able to see the uh, the t-shirt, you know, the pocket. Yeah. Uh, it was just the ear, it was the ear, ear hair that they focused on. So, <laughs> right, well, 
What do you do? Is everybody that picky in your life? Not everyone, not everyone, no. I mean, a lot of people aren't picky. A lot of people, most people aren't picky. Most people really, most people are positive, you know? Yeah. They really are. It's only, it's only very few people who want to get, get not positive, you know? Do you uh, shy away from people that aren't positive? In no, your life? I do, and I try to withdraw as fast as I can without creating a scene. <laughs> did, a show, did a show last night at the Powerhouse, and it went really well, and there was a woman talking really effusively about the show. She got a photo with me, and then this other yeah. woman came up and said, that woman left your show twice during the show. <laughs> and then I said, well, I will... And then this woman who apparently left said, yes, I've got a really weak bladder. Like, you know. Happens. Why, why point it out? And this other woman said, no, she said you were really boring. I'm like, oh. and, but then this other woman's going, I didn't say that. I don't believe she did say it. Yeah. But even if she did, why would you say that? But I, don't, I really don't think she said it. You had to become Solomon in that situation. But why would you even say that? I mean, what? What, is you, what are you thinking that you're trying to get this woman in trouble who just got a photo with me? She's yeah. obviously got a really weak bladder. What's going on in your life? Or has other issues that wants to mask it behind incontinence? It's it's just incredible. I don't understand. I don't understand. So I could have got aggressive towards the woman who was having a go at the other woman. Yeah. yeah but I let it go. But I tried to you tried to defuse the situation, you know? Yeah. But still, I've obviously I've remembered it, so anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, it's layered on to you. <laughs> Dave, this might seem like a a fairly direct question. Yeah. Why Carlton? Because I was very young. I was five when I joined when I joined the team. And they were winners back then. Yeah. They were really good. It's only been the last fifteen years where we've gone bad. Fifteen <laughs> years, yeah. It's, it's only fifteen. It's only fifteen years. It's basically ever since I went my wife, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I met my wife in 2002, mm-hmm. and Carlton have been no good since then, so... Look, I don't want to make it all about you, Husey, but you do the math. I know, and it's like, I don't know, I mean, it's... What do I do? Is she a Carlton fan or doesn't care? She's a Carlton fan only because she doesn't care, and she wants me to not be unhappy, I suppose. Yeah, so she does want Carlton to win. But, yeah, it's been... It's really tough. It's tough, and my son now is obsessed with the AFL. Yeah. He's six, and he just can't... I'm reading him in Chris Judd's autobiography. That's our bedtime story. And it's his, his decision. That's so great. Actually, he left. They left today to go back to Melbourne, and I'm here till Sunday. Or I go home on Monday, actually. And uh, we had to have a real argument about whether I was able to keep Chris Judd's autobiography with me. Because he wants to. He wants to take it home. <laughs> <laughs> He's six. Anyway, so, but I got to keep it. Yeah. But I've got to look through the best bits to read to him. Yeah. So, yeah. Just got to postmark it, like, put mm. post-its in. Yeah, this is the bit. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Is, is like, do you find kids tend to be a, a, a exaggerated reflection of their parents, particularly at that age? Is, is he little Dave? He must be. He, obviously, this, this sport thing or this AFL thing is... I don't know. Maybe does he done it to impress me? I don't know. But he is serious about it. Like he has his little McDonald's footy in his hand mm. all day, like all day. He just loves it. Just loves it, and just talks about the AFL, and wakes up early and wants to, you know. And I, but it's there's a, the sleeping situation is not great. My four year old daughter turns up in our room 
every single night. So I end up going into the bunk beds where, where the yeah. six-year-old boy is Raf, and so he's, he's on the top bunk and I'm on the bottom bunk pretty much every morning. It's not healthy. I know. It's, it's whatever it is. <laughs> it's a great camp. But then he, he wakes up, you know, at five o'clock. Can we get up? No, we can't. And I say, go back to sleep. And then, like, 20 minutes later, Dad. And I go, and he goes, can I have your phone? Yeah, all right, have my phone. <laughs> and he just, he just watches highlights of the AFL for pretty, wow. much, for pretty much 45 minutes every morning. Uh, and it's, yeah, he loves it. Absolutely loves it. What's his view on flooding? Well, he doesn't, he doesn't have a great view on flooding at the moment, but he does. What's he have views on? He has views on... He just he's all positive. It's, yeah. He just can't get enough of the game. Yep. He cannot get enough of it. Loves good, solid marks. He's he loves great everything. marks. Yep. He loves but he just loves everything. He loves everything about it. Loves the trade period. <laughs> <laughs> what do you so, want for your birthday? So oh, I want to see Carlton get first pick. Yeah, yeah. But he's just uh, he's got a he's got a he's got a ruthless this is a very like this is a bit sort of macabre, is that a word? But yeah. you know one you know, a coach got tr- died tragically during the year, one of the mm. Adelaide coach, and my son's first thought was, oh, now they're going to need a new coach as well as Carlton. We better get in quick. <laughs> oh my so he's like, his first thought is, we better sign a coach up quick before Adelaide get one. <laughs> so that's like, you know, oh. all right, mate, well, let's just have a grieving process first before <laughs> we start gross. trying to cut Adelaide out of, you know, trump them on who gets the best coach. So... Uh, that is so great. Oh, it's it's mm. it's such a a, a six year old's thought process, yeah. isn't it? Single minded. Oh, yeah. Wow. Let's get on with it, Dad. Let's yeah. get on with it. Can you solve that, Dad? Can you get it <laughs> work it out for us? Man, uh, that's amazing. Uh, and and what's he like at games when you take him? Uh, he, we went to the grand final, the AFL grand final, and he was um, he hates Hawthorne, like hates him with a passion. <laughs> so he had a West Coast West Coast Eagles hat on. Yes, he wanted them to win because he wanted Hawthorne to lose, and um, so Hawthorne obviously won it. And uh, he made us leave before the presentations. <laughs> and, and as we're walking out of the game, he looks at me and goes, "I wish we could go back to ni- uh, to go back to 2012, to when Hawthorne got beaten by Sydney." <laughs> And now he was not into footy at that time, so he's researched that. Six. And now it's like a memory that he thinks he owns. But, oh, my goodness. Mm, and I, would... I got a... Because I know Luke Hodge through the radio and stuff, yeah. and so I sent Hodge a message saying, you've ruined my son's uh, life today, mate. I hope you're proud of yourself. And he sent a photo back holding the premiership medallion from the room saying, yeah. bad luck, Raph. So anyway, so it was, that was a nice moment. I showed it to Raph, and I think he was chuffed, but he's not really sure. Yeah. Not really sure of how much he's into his position, do you know what I mean, yeah. as in his inner access. Yeah. Uh, he does like it. He actually, he's decided that it, we need to produce a, a kids' football show. Um, Excellent. Yeah, so he's thinking about that a lot. Of that would be really, there's nothing like no, that well, in the market. Well, that's what he says. That's what he says. AFL.com would uh, eat that up. Well, well, he says that, yeah, we've got to do it, Dad. And I said... And he wants it by, I said, well, it might take a while to go. Get, and he goes, he goes, no, we've got to do it by the start of next season. <laughs> before, we went to sleep the other, before we went to sleep the other night, he said, Dad, I need to tell you one more thing. I said, what? He said, we can't do the show on Saturday morning because I've got Oz kick on Saturday morning. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, mate, we'll, we'll, we won't do it Saturday morning. Does he want you to host or just produce? I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure who he wants to host. I don't know. Where, I'm not, I don't know whether he wants to be on camera. <laughs> I don't know whether he. Yeah, I'm not quite sure where he's at with it. But he certainly. 
He's thinking it about it a lot and talking to my wife a lot about it to the point that she said, you've got to stop talking about this. You know? <laughs> I could just imagine, like, you know, the segments that come to pass in this kid's yeah, AFL show. Yeah. You've got good kicking technique. Yes, yeah, he's got know? a skill of the week, he's decided. Yeah. He actually wants to show on every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then we've said that's a bit much, so he's, we've got him down twice a week. So uh, I think uh, you need to feed this and just set up a little studio in his bedroom <laughs> and just have him think that you start, like it's rehearsals. It's, t- it's time to bring this together, Rav. It might be. That could happen. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We can't get it picked up if we don't have a pilot. Exactly. We've got to do a pilot, mate. <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. There you go. What yeah. happened the last time your heart was broken, Hizzy? When my heart last broken? Um, I haven't had it broken for a while, really. Like, in, what were you talking about romantically? I was, when I was young, it was broken a lot because I was hopeless with girls so there was not <laughs> I mean it was broken before I even started you know I was, too, yes. I was too scared to even ask anyone anything so but since um well I've been with Holly for 13 years now so mm-hmm. yeah. so we're pretty good I broke up with a girl before that or she sort of broke up with me or she anyway we broke up and then we've been going for about four or five years yeah but um she, she forced me to break up with her she forced you. Well, you know, when you get to the position, right. She's almost, this behaviour is someone who wants to be ejected from this relationship. <laughs> she does not want to be in this relationship, but she, I don't think she had the heart to do it herself, so yeah. she made me be the bad guy. And about a month later, she was going out with a guy that she was working with, so I don't know, you do the math, what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been there. <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> yes, I'm not saying that anything has started before we finished up, but I just think the succession plan was in place. <laughs> succession plan. <laughs> oh. Dave, what's the most Australian thing you've ever experienced? Yes. Uh, what's, well, it's got to be around sport, doesn't it? Does it? What have I done that's Australian? Well, it's probably around, you know, being on a... Probably a... F- Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate that. We get that on the podcast. Done. It's been wonderful, she said. She wasn't talking about your comedy show. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's the lady with the weak bladder from last night. Yes. She's an attractive older lady. Good on her. Um, Just describing it to everyone. Is that her husband, do you think? Oh, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's she's held herself together better than he has, hasn't she? Well, it could be money. Maybe. I don't Maybe she married for money and not love. <laughs> Me and my wife, one day someone's saying that about her. Cusie's <laughs> um, loaded, get on it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I'm... I mean, I get... I mean, I get... People describe me as being very Australian, and mm. I, I don't work on it. I've never worked on it. It's just... It is what it is, I suppose. There's a relaxed laconicness about well, you that I think I mean, people I like identify with. The, the word laconic, I don't really know what it means, but I'm happy to be described as laconic. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely happy to be described as laconic. It's one step away from iconic, isn't it? Well, maybe it is. Are they re- I suppose they are. They, they've both got on I don't it. mean in a bad way. No, I, just I know, no. I'm taking it as a compliment. Don't you worry about that. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I go to, I mean I've had... So, I don't, I don't drink. Yes. So, that's not very Australian. And I don't eat meat. So that's not very Australian. So This podcast is over. <laughs> You've talked about the choosing not to drink thing yes, previously. Yeah, many times, yeah. What's the choice around no meat? You know what? It's, um, it was justified 
I think last week where a study said that meat's bad for your health. Did you that see that study? study? Lied. No, right, well, this was, was the same one that said bacon gives you cancer. Yes, I know. So I, I look, this is not funny, or, but I, I've got a lot of hi- big history of bowel cancer in my family, mm. you know, so and I come from a long line of meat eaters. And I thought, well, maybe it's not very, maybe there is a link. I read, I read years ago there was a link between bowel cancer and meat. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe I should not eat meat. So I just stopped, and I'm very good at giving things up. Yes. And I've never started again. And I've actually, I eat a lot of fish, though. I'm a fish eater, so it's, I'm a pescatarian. And is so, that what that is? I thought that was a religion. Yeah, no. It's a, well, it's not, no, it's not a religion. But I'm happy to, you know, happy to... Um, start it. Yeah, or eulogise about it, or some eulogise, or just... Pro- you can become sermonize. the god figure of the mm. pescatarian movement. Uh, well, I'm a massive... I think Hungry Jack should bring back the ocean catch. Yes. I'm doing a gig for Hungry Jack's next week, so I'm not... Obviously <laughs> you not... You recommend it. Yeah, so I'm not full-on in my uh, anti-meatness, but <laughs> but I will possibly tell him to bring back the ocean catch. Mm. I've probably eaten more fish burgers than anyone else in the... In the history of fish burgers, I would say. Massive fish burger man. Is there a specific uh, variety of fish, a species no. you like better than others? Not really, no. I'm happy to eat any sort of fish. I mean, mm. I mean, apparently you shouldn't eat flake, but oh, fuck, they seem to be doing pretty well at the moment, Sean. So they seem to be... They get I think we might, we might have to get back to them, I think so. <laughs> what about the, the other uh, crustaceans, shellfish? I do. I eat shellfish, absolutely. I mean, I don't eat ducks. But they do. That's a fine line for me because they're in the water a lot. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, but I don't eat. But if I, I have a every now and again, you have an hors d'oeuvre which has got duck on it, and yeah. I'll, I don't seek it out. But if I've mistakenly picked it up, I'll go through with the eating of the duck hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. You know. But I don't. You're not militant in your. I'm not militant. Line. I'm not militant. But I haven't. I mean, I once lost a bet for radio for the radio show and ate a bucket of KFC, and that was wow. I was about six or seven years into my non meat eating. Yeah. And I had before then I. KFC was probably the one that, the thing that I'd missed the most, just yep. that first bite into mm. it, you know what I mean? The first, second one is regret, the first, yeah, one, the is first one is joy. No, it's joy. So once I had the bucket, I, I got over it again. Mm. For, now I'm thinking about it though, I could, I could probably bite Smash into it. Some uh, chicken. Just one juicy thigh, you know? Oh, don't. Just, <laughs> that, it would be amazing. I haven't had KFC in forever. Is, is there a, your choice around the, the proteins that you eat? Is there, apart from KFC, is there, there something that you miss from time to time? Well, I miss, oh, yeah, I miss it all a bit. I miss the sausage rolls. I miss Chico rolls. There's no meat in them. No, well, I, I wish that was true, but I think there, it's there's meant to be. It's if anything. Well, it's meant to be meat in them. So, and I used to love Chico rolls. Um, well, I miss a steak. Well, I don't miss a steak that much. Mm. Roast lamb, I miss that. Yep. I miss bacon. I miss... Missing these these things, though, is it the actual, like, flavour taste or is it the memories associated with them? When you say oh, I miss a lamb... Bit of both, I suppose. I mean, yeah, roast lamb was certainly... It's, there's memories associated with, uh, you know, uh, my mother's roast lamb, which yeah, was lovely, yeah. no doubt about that. She's probably disappointed that I don't eat lamb. <laughs> probably not, I don't drink as well, you know, so. My family loved. They, we love a, the Hughes family. Enjoy love, beer. They enjoy beer. And so <laughs> Dave's not really. His, probably can't join in as much as he used to be able. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Dave can join in. Just not I'm the happy, way you think he does. I'm happy to join in, but yeah, I'm probably don't get invited to as many barbecues as I used to. You know. Oh, Hughesy. Ah, well, that's all right. No, we're all right. We're good. We're good. Yeah. I'm sure your family still love. They do love me. There's no doubt they love me. They probably think I'm a bit of a wowser, though, you know. 
And I'm not a wowser. I'm not here to... When I first stopped drinking, I probably... I possibly tried to get a few other family members to join mm-hmm. me. But I stopped. I stopped trying to get them to join me. I'm not, yeah, here, yeah. I'm not here to judge. Yeah. I'm not here to judge. You made a decision for you, and that's how it is. That's it, exactly. No, we're good, no, thank we're you. Good. Hmm, absolutely. Do whatever makes you happy. A couple of beers. It's all I say. <laughs> One beer, I'll have it. <laughs> how, how, how long has it been since you had a drink? It's been a long time. Well, if you considered around November 15, 1992. That's a long time. It's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, we're talking 30, I'm going to say 30. No, no 20, 24, 24. Five, four years. 24 years, then the next year, 23 years. Yeah, yeah. It's almost... Mine, that's horrible. See, we're in November now, though, yes, aren't we? Yes, we so are. It's, we're the, 20, fact, the 12th was yesterday, so today's 13th. You know what, the 23rd... I'm around the 23rd anniversary. I'm not quite sure the exact day. I know it was just before my birthday. We which celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just decided to go back on full-fat yeah. milk. Wow. Yeah, so I, I was on skinny milk for a long time, but I've gone full fat again because of all the, the weight of evidence that, fat, all that fat's not the issue, you know? So, so I'm, on full, I'm back to full fat milk. So, I, mean, I hope that's not a gateway leading me to... <laughs> and I've also been having... I've given up cigarettes all that time. I go right back in 92, I gave up cigarettes as well and yeah. marijuana. But I've been having shisha in the last year or so. What's that? It's those bongs outside the um, the big bongs outside the uh, like you know, the it's Turkish a Middle Eastern thing, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not marijuana, but I think there's quite a bit of tobacco in Something's there. Something's going on. Yeah, it's relaxing. <laughs> it's certainly taking away some brain cells and putting into a mm. more relaxed space. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I only do it very occasionally. But I, I probably shouldn't buy myself a, a bong. So if I had it at home, I'd probably be sucking on it every day. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I won't do that. But you don't know whether there's anywhere around here, do you? I couldn't honestly tell no. you. No, that's fair enough. I'm sure there is. There would be. It's Brisbane. We're not Brisbane. that much of a country town. No, you're not. No, there would be. No, but I, just, I shouldn't seek it out. It's not good for you, apparently. Hughie, what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? I don't know. I would. Lo- I just. I honestly just love being on stage. I mm. love... Doing comedy. I mean, I'm hosting Australia's Got Talent. That's coming up. Congratulations, by well, the way. Well, look, I'm not asking for congratulations. No, no, no. That's a that's a, a big pickup. Well, it's happening. So, but I'm, I'm... <laughs> it's happening whether we like it or not. <laughs> actually, f- flying to Sydney for on Sunday. I've left the family flying back to Melbourne today, and I'll do a show here at the Powerhouse tonight, and then tomorrow I go to Sydney to do get a wardrobe fitting for some publicity shot that's happening on Monday morning, and the auditions start Friday, actually next wow. Friday. So. Which involves me in a studio with contestants and judges for possibly 24 hours. I don't know how long these auditions go for, but I hear there's a long time. So, so that'll be look something different for me. So yeah, yeah. so that'll be interesting. So that's something. But apart from that, stand-up comedy, which I love, it's my first love, and just I just you know I'll get any stage anywhere, I'll get on it. Don't yeah. care how many people are in front of me. I'll try to be funny and hopefully get a laugh. And if I'm doing that, I'm happy. And you've got a pilot that you need to make. I've got a pilot I need to make. Yeah, my son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and continue doing the radio with the uh, brilliant Kate Langbrook. Yes. Yes. We are all the better for all of those things too. Great. It's, as someone who has consumed a little bit of comedy in his time, <laughs> you're one of the good ones, Dave. Thank good you. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Now, Husey, 
uh, firstly, I want to say thank you for the things that you've shared uh, with us today. It, it's they're very special. Getting these insights uh, is very helpful and, and very important, and, and you're uh, highly valued. So thank you for sharing this with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to shake your hand. They can't see that happening, but that happened. And, um, yeah, no, you, I appreciate your work as well, mate, and I'm always checking your stuff out. So I'm, I'm, I'm there, man. I'm there with you. So That's very lovely. Now, happy to be involved. You're very clearly on Twitter. Yes. Are there any other social media accounts you want to admit to? Instagram. Um, they're the two main ones. And yep. Facebook as well, but too much, mate. You know what? Like, I don't know mm. if you're the same, but I've got a, I've got a, I'm a, I've got an addictive personality. I want to have to go cold turkey, but <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, what? A, You've got an anniversary coming up. Maybe you could sort of align the planets there. Yes, yeah. Somehow, not give up social media, but just I need to, I need to put, I need to ration it. Mm. I need to ration it. You know, because I'm, I'm looking at my phone too much, and most of us are. Yeah. I'm talking into it now, but that's your phone, but still. But the phantom vibrates in the pocket and all oh, of those sorts of things. It's like, I can't go four seconds. Oh. I mean, I can't I can't obey that that that, that uh, on, on board the planes. They say, turn it on to flight mode. I can't do that. So one day a plane's going to crash because I'll be looking at Twitter. <laughs> do you get much signal when you're flying across anyway? A little bit, mate. Yeah, it comes and goes. <laughs> it comes it. and goes. <laughs> Every now and again, your phone goes beep, beep in the middle. Of the, oh, yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, that's the hint, right? Put it on silent <laughs> if you're not going to listen to the stewardess. <laughs> This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at D. Husey is indeed human. Thanks.